Today, we've got two sellers back on the show who don't have a course to sell or software to sell or agency to promote, anything like that. They're just average Joes who have built their businesses up to now over $20 million of annual sales. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. What happens when you've grown your Amazon business as much as you can and don't have the time or resources to take it to that next level? Well, that's where Thrasio comes in. Thrasio acquires category-leaning FBA brands from small business owners just like you, and they specialize in taking your brand to new heights while you profit from the growth. With more than a 1,000 experts at the top of their field in brand management, growth marketing, creative, and supply chain, Thrasio's operating team can grow your business exponentially. Find out today how you can make tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, when your business is managed by Thrasio's expert team. Visit Thrasio.com slash Helium10 to connect with Thrasio. That's T-H-R-A-S-I-O dot com forward slash Helium10. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. We've got a couple serious sellers back on the show after a little over a year. And Keaton, we, how's it going, guys? It's going really good. How are you? I'm doing just delightful. It's... uh. Good day, uh, you know, to be in the Amazon space when you know you just had like a you know a couple weeks ago the you know Cyber Weekend and Black Friday everybody's all excited and people excited about sales and you know we actually just got off one of our Helium Ten Elite calls and we we're hearing some crazy story from uh, Elizabeth there which I definitely have to get her back on the podcast to see how she did, she did like two three million in a couple months but anyways that that's guys how I met uh, Ann Keaton we actually they're 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 Helium Ten Elite members and. And so we've we've met each other, you know, virtually and in person at events and things. And and I brought them on last year um, for uh, an episode. So if you guys want to get like their full backstory, we're going to talk a little bit about today, but we're not going to go into the the details that we already covered last year. So go back to uh, episode 190 of the Serious Sellers podcast, guys, if you want to get uh, Ann Keenan Wee's uh, full backstory. But but basically today, what I wanted to see is you know, kind of like what's new in your guys' world and how your 2021 happens. Let me look at, I'm going to check really, really quick. I got, I'm checking the transcript of the last episode and I'm wondering if, if I put you guys on record with like a goal or something for this year, I'm going to be looking at that in the, in the uh, background. Yep. I, I see right here. It says, uh, I'd love to bring you guys back. And then I want to see how, how did you close out your 2021 or something? So we're going to, we're definitely going to get into that. And, and we all know, Hey, you know, sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. Um, that's real life, you know. Uh, we all got to be pre pre prepared for it. Um, and so, first of all, uh, let, let's go with uh, we. Uh, we were just talking about this in the elite call. Where did you and your wife uh, just come back from? Uh, we just came back from Tulum. Tulum. Awesome. So, were, were you guys like at a, like an all inclusive uh, resort out there or something? Um, we did do a all inclusive uh, resort. Um, we were about twenty minutes away from Tulum, actually, and. Um, it's uh, it was nice because um, this is like one of the first vacations that we took without the kids, mm -hmm. and um, so we did stay at a, a adult only, all inclusive. It was good, um, but we did go down to Tulum. It was you know really nice. The reason why we didn't stay in Tulum is a lot of the hotels down there 
uh, don't have air conditioning. <laughs> and so it's quite hot. Yikes. So, you know, we uh, choose comfort over uh, over that. But we still had an opportunity to go down to Tulum and see everything only 20 minutes away. It's perfect. So did your income come to a screeching halt or, or did you have to uh, request uh, time off, uh, paid time off from your boss, we, as an Amazon <laughs> seller here? Uh, no, definitely not. I mean, uh, part of the thing, it just comes with the territory, right? This business runs 24-7 and my wife knows it as well as like when we go on vacation, um, still get a couple hours of work in there. Sure. But, um, you know, we have a good team uh, behind us and uh, everything was running smooth as usual. Um, but yeah, that's the, the beauty of uh, running internet business. Yep. Absolutely. What, what about you and your family, Ankita? You, you, you still like just like grinding every day or have you guys actually taken time to enjoy uh, enjoy being an entrepreneur and, and, and go on a little trip or anything lately? Yes, Bradley. So yeah, this year, actually, we just came back from Mexico also. Uh, Everybody's going to Mexico. I like it. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even know that one. I didn't even, I knew we went to Mexico. I didn't even know that you did too. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I just came back from the Cancun last month and, uh, you know, since we're, uh, an e-commerce, right. The Q4 is our big working time, right? So we can't really go around the Christmas time when everybody else are. So we had to pick like the school season, right? So, you know, whenever it's the best time to go, the pricing are good. Not a lot of people are there. So it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, this year, ever uh, last year, uh, even though when I go to vacation, I actually had to check my sales, answer, make sure I answer the question for my team. This is the first time ever, uh, ever since I started, I actually did not have to do a single decision. I told my team, I'm going for one week. I'm going to turn it off. You can call wow. me directly. Don't message me. Call me if there is an urgent situation where it is kind of something you can't do without my help. So that's the only time. But uh, yeah, so that was really good. It was a lot of fun. And now back to the Q4 grinding every day. And you, it's crazy. It's yeah. good in a good way. Cool. Now, speaking of grinding now, the last time I, I think I was on a video call with you, you know, months ago, Ankit, or when you were at the office. And by the way, guys, you know, I'm looking at Ankit right now. If you guys are listening to this on the podcast, you're like, what is Bradley talking about? But we also um, one week after uh, one week after we launched these episodes on the podcast, we now launch them on YouTube, guys. So um, those of you watching this on YouTube, you can see what I'm talking about. But Ankit, they're in your office there. I remember, you know, last 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 year uh, you had just got moved into this uh, office uh, or warehouse, I should say. Um, and then you had like a bed back there in the office. You were like pulling some all nighters at work. Uh, are, are things a little bit more like you're not doing that kind of thing anymore or, or the bed is just moved to another, uh, off camera or something. <laughs> so yeah, the bed is when, when we used to bring my kids in, right. When we first just came to office, cause me and my wife, we both work together. She handles all the returns and, you know, we bring in the kids when, when they were off the school. Uh -huh. So they would kind of take a nap, right? So I had a bed in my office and, you know, so yeah, the bed is at the other spot now. Uh, so, you know, because there's a lot of recordings like today, I don't yeah. want the bed to be coming in the back. So that's Okay. How. Okay. So still, so, still, yeah. I mean, I, I remember the days I used to have a warehouse 20 years ago when I was in the car parts uh, business and, and I literally had one of the offices in the warehouse What was was a bedroom with two beds, had a crib in there because my, my daughter was uh, a baby at the time and we had a TV there. We, we'd spend sometimes two days there <laughs> at the office. That's how it is. So um, yes, you can take vacations, right? But at the same time, you, it's not like you're, it's all laptop lifestyle. You, uh, entrepreneurial life is is hard sometimes. No, it's beautiful in hard. In hard. You got you to gotta work hard to get it beautiful, right? Absolutely. Now we, um, one thing I don't think we talked too, too much about in the last episode, but I want to kind of talk about that a little bit more 
uh, today is some of your international strategy. When I say international, I'm not just talking about like Amazon Germany or, or Amazon UK or, or Australia, but what is your off Amazon international strategy? Because, you know, I've heard little bits here and there, and it seems like you've got like a, a, a somewhat unique um, a strategy. Yeah, um, I think that there's a tremendous opportunity outside of Amazon, right? But then there's also a tremendous opportunity in different markets. And I think that, um, you know, the typical path for a lot of Amazon sellers is to just expand to different Amazon marketplaces. So you'd go to UK, you'd go to Germany, uh, maybe go to Japan. And some of these other markets um, provide a tremendous opportunity as well. So, um, you know, we have been selling in Amazon UK um, and in Germany. And obviously, with Brexit, um, when that happened, it did um, it did uh, uh, put some complications into the business. Um, and then we've done like Amazon China when they actually went out to China before. But um, you know, there is a tremendous uh, opportunity, just depending on your products. We're in the health and beauty space, so um, you know, we do have a lot of consumers uh, that buy from us internationally, and there's a lot of interest in the Asian markets. Um, we're still looking at an opportunity. Uh, to uh, do more uh, volume in China, and it's just been difficult. Um, you know, we did have a issue a few years ago where we were selling there. Our pro product was popular, and uh, we had somebody um, uh, trademark pirate that uh, ended up picking up one of our trademarks and held on to it, tried to register it, and try to resell it back to us. So we're still dealing with that issue now. But um, you know, the the consumer marketplace in China and in South Korea. Those are the areas that we're looking at right now. There's um, just a huge opportunity for us. Yeah. What are the main marketplaces there that you're uh, focusing on in those two countries? Well, um, in China, it's like Taobao and Tmall and things like that, right? It's very similar to Amazon. Uh, Amazon went out there and I would say that, you know, they kind of failed to capture market share. They were at like, yeah. you know, one to 2% market share where Tmall and Taobao were at over 90%, you know, in market share, very difficult to penetrate. Um, but over in South Korea, there's a, you know, I believe that Amazon's coming over there as well. But uh, over in South Korea, there's um, there's a lot of other things that we're looking at. We're looking at actually selling into retail. Um, there's a lot of pharmacies that are out in uh, South Korea. And the pharmacists in South Korea are different than pharmacists over here. Uh, a lot of the pharmacists in South Korea actually um, are almost looked at upon as almost like doctors. Like they can recommend products and, um, you know, they really act as more a guide to the consumers. So there is an opportunity to go over there. Um, we're looking at some distribution partners to get us into uh, places like Emart and uh, other things. But uh, Coupang is really actually really big out there. They're, um, you know, they hold the majority of the share. Um, they're similar to an Amazon and uh, they actually went public this year in the US they're, they're as a company. But uh, it's just exploring different opportunities out there and different channels uh, as opposed to just Amazon. So that's like, I know you do multiple things, but uh, one of your main ones is like a supplement brand, isn't it? Yeah, correct. So then is it because it's supplements or do you think that let, like, let's say there was a non-supplement brand, you know, that I'm starting to do in Amazon, like, would that also work in, in Korea and China? Because again, Korea and China, there's no Amazon, you know, so, so, so some people might not even be considering expansion there, or is it just kind of like certain niches, like maybe beauty and 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 food and, and supplements you think would work good in those two countries? Yeah, I don't know too much about the other industries, but the reason why ours works well in that is that there is a demand for U.S. made products. So a lot of people do want to purchase products that are made in the U.S. and sometimes shipped from the U.S. Because uh, believe it or not, in China, they also worry about um, buying products 
uh, in China that uh, could be counterfeit. Uh, they don't know if it's directly from the U.S. brand. Hmm. And so a lot of the people that we've talked to and, you know, just in our research, um, they want us to keep the U.S. labels. Uh, you know, of course, we're going to have to do some labeling to comply with regulations over there. But um, people do demand uh, consumer goods that are from um, the U.S. And it's kind of interesting because also in the U.S., we, sometimes we demand, uh, you know, products from other countries. And I think it's yeah. just that scarcity is the, you know, we don't have it and we want it and something's trending. But um, yeah, so that provides a good opportunity for us. But the challenges that uh, it provides going internationally for a supplements brand is that you have to um, comply with regulations. Yeah. There's different regulations in every area. So it's not as easy as just, um, you know, uh, shipping your product over there. Whereas I think in other ca categories, there provides a big opportunity because um, you're not dealing with regulated ingredients and things like that. And you could probably just use like an Amazon global selling program where you can actually send product out there without making any logistical changes to your packaging. Okay. So there's an opportunity there. Are, are you having to um, like set up corporations or business entities or have boots on the ground in those countries to be able to sell there? Or can you do it strictly as a, a, a an American person? Yeah, so some of the countries that you do, um, and the Amazon will help you. Like for instance, if you want to go to Amazon China, uh, they do have services that will help you get into those markets, help you get uh, regulations, help you find an importer on record. Uh, but in um, like China, Korea, we also have to uh, go through exclusive distributors or not exclusive yeah. distributors. There's a lot of exclusive distributors out there that tell you that you needed to go through them. But um, you know, going through these distributors helps you um, not only just bring your products in, but they provide other services to do like product registration, trademark yeah. registration, and other things. Just you know, working with the um, the regulatory industries over there, I think it's uh you know it's quite helpful. Just because um you know if you want to go over there, um, setting up something from scratch in, in a new country, it's very difficult. Um, sure. But if you have a product that easily translates over there. You could yeah. take a look at these opportunities. Well, well, I mean, that helps with uh, competition. It's not easy. It's not like oh, yeah. I, anybody in the entire world can become an Amazon seller in, in 15 minutes. It actually takes a process. So that, like, right off the bat, you know, eliminates 90% of the competition who's too lazy or maybe doesn't have the means to, to set that up. So I, I like that as a strategy. Let's uh, go back to Ankit before he, he goes to his old bed and, and takes a nap here uh, on us. But um, Ankit, last year, last time, and, and, and we was talking about this as well, but you talked about your strategy about, um, like, selling your returns on eBay and things are how, how's eBay still working? Like, are, are you, do you have separate listings? Like one for like brand new, never been opened. And then one for like maybe stuff that are like lightly either used or, or messed up boxes or, or what's your strategy like and how has 2021 been for you for, for eBay? So, yeah, you know, our sales has grew almost uh, uh, 200% over year over year. So that also comes with 200% returns over year over year. Uh, when that happens, that I mean, you know, understand my wife is handling the returns right now. You know, we just moved to warehouse. I haven't hired my single employee yet, which I better should. But eBay, because I have started this five, four years ago, I would say, the listing has grown a lot. So I have a separate listing for uh, open box. I would just say open box of item XYZ. Then I would give them at least $40 off. You know, because you understand, like my, my item is over hundred bucks. So when people see the price tag that, hey, returned within 30 days, right? Open box for 40 bucks off, they would like jump on it. People would buy for their whole families or whatever they need, right? Uh, and it's been doing really well. 
And actually, uh, the new strategy is I decided that in the, as a backup, there's a program called Amazon Renewed. And they reached out to us and said, hey, you guys get a lot of returns. Uh, what about you guys sell your you know, uh, items as a renewed on Amazon? So that is for my backup. And what, that, what happens is if you participate in this uh, renewed, it will show up right under your bullet point. Say, hey, buy this item for $40 cheaper as a renewed item. And Amazon hmm. has certain guarantees. So if you have a lot of returns that you don't know how to get rid of, renewed program is definitely a way to go. Because if you have a good sales coming to your main listing, a lot of people would actually love to save that, uh, you know, whatever amount that you're giving off. And they don't care if it's brand new or shrink wrap. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are certain items, if it's, as long as it's working. That's what I do at Best Buy. Like, I never buy anything brand new at Best Buy. I always go for those those ones where it's an open box or something. that I got some shrink wrap and I get to save like 40%. I'm exactly. cheap like that. But yeah. I just bought a Anchor's doorbell, right? Uh, and it was renewed. I saved like 40 bucks each. I bought like two, one for my front warehouse, one for my back. And I'm like, hey, it's perfect. So, hey, there we by go. The, right? By the way, guys, I love seeing these people who make uh, millions and millions of dollars on Amazon, like getting all happy about saving 40 bucks. Guys, it's a mindset. You know, like it, it is, is a mindset. Of, this is a mindset for entrepreneurs, which is why the people succeed like Ankita and we here. It's like, you don't just like, hey, I'm a, I made my first hundred bucks on Amazon. I'm going Rolex and Balenciaga life from now on. Nah, guys, that's that's not the grinder. I love it. Ankita, literally, guys, again, you can't see this on the video. He had a big smile on his face, so proud of himself that he saved 40 bucks on his on his used doorbell. And and I'm, I'm super happy, too, that I saved money on whatever used thing I bought from Best Buy. But anyways, I, I want to dive into that. I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast. Walk us through the process. Like, is this th th this uh, renewed or um, refreshed or whatever you, you had said? Like, is this an invitation only thing? Can anybody do this? Do you have to have the product come back to you first and then you send? Like, like walk me through this whole whole thing of, of how you set that up. So Amazon renewed. Uh, I don't know if it's invitation only, but they have been reaching out to us. Right, every time some new manager comes in, they always reach out to us. Like, I think they look at the data or which account is selling a lot and which account has an opportunity with a lot of returns. So they've been reaching out to us. Uh, so the, the requirements for that is you have to have like Amazon renewed requirements, like certain type of stickers, and you gotta have either same packaging or, or a separate brown packaging that you have to create separately that mm -hmm. clearly states that it's a renewed item, right? And you gotta follow this, it's very easy. Uh, they usually say that in their email. Uh, I can look it up if we need to, but I have a lot of email to go look for it. Um, but yeah, and then once you got to send them the first photographs, once you get the right person, like six-sided photographs, provide them uh, with certain, just a pretty basic information that they ask for. Once they approve you, uh, what I actually ask them, like, hey, can I create a separate account for that? Because I don't want people to buying a renewed product and my product reviews to go down, right? So they said, yeah, you can have a completely new ASIN for that, right? So when people click on renewed item, it will be completely new ASIN. So your reviews are not tied with your brand new item. So that's the first benefit. You can have a separate account for that. So your uh, feedback, seller feedback is also not affected with your the brand new items, right? So yeah, I mean, that was a good benefit. The only thing is my you know wife uh, just can't keep up with the amount of returns that we're getting. So I don't have a lot of inventory to send back into the Amazon Renewed and we're able to do it with our own website and eBay. So, you know, we get a lot of open box purchases from our website. Now understand the benefit. That's why, I mean, I didn't do it on Amazon, but understand the benefit that we're getting with the, our website is mm -hmm. that we don't have to pay that 10% commission. So we're actually making that $10 profit even on, on our renewed when people buy it from our website. When people mm -hmm. buy it from eBay or Amazon, 
we got to pay that commission and we're pretty much not making anything, right? And yeah. understand that our Shopify is growing. We have thousands of emails. So people love to buy that. You know, once they buy a new one, they know it's good. They trust our brand. They trust our customer care. And then they will say, hey, you know what? I'm saving 40 bucks. I'm just going to buy a second renewed item because I need it, right? So yeah. that's the benefit of it. Okay, interesting. Now, going back to uh, we here, um, you know, 20... For, for a lot of people, 2021 was just absolutely amazing. Uh, other people, like, it was terrible because of the shipping from China and, and and you know, inventory issues and prices, you know, skyrocketing and stuff. Other people kind of in the middle, you know, same old, same old. What, what about you? How How is your, you know, we're almost at the end of 2021 here. How, how would you classify your uh, uh, 2021? Yeah, I think uh, for 2021, it was interesting because in 2020, you know, we were doing uh, quite well. 2021, um, you know, I would say that we didn't hit our revenue goals that we would have liked uh, to set forth. And, that, you know, specifically for Amazon, I think our Amazon business took a little bit of a hit. I mean, we're still doing well on Amazon. We're doing well in the categories. But um, I will say that, you know, we did uh, have a few issues. A lot of it had to do with inventory uh, and inventory limits that were put on. So that provided some challenges as well. So as a supplement brand, you know, a lot of our products are actually on subscribe and save. So when we do reporting and do analysis on our end, um, you know, close to 40% of our sales are through subscribe and save. Wow. So if our products are not, um, you know, coming in in time, it presents challenges because those sales don't exist, uh, you know, or people are waiting for it longer. Um, so we did deal with some challenges early on uh, with inventory issues, like in, but um, we figured it out. I mean, we were able to, you know, send in more frequent shipments. Um, you know, there's only so many things that you can control. And we've always had like seller filled uh, option on our, our product. So we've been able to, you know, handle that. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, just some logistical challenges. Um, we weren't able to uh, have the inventory that we'd like in Amazon. So I would say that, you know, there were days that we were out of stock uh, for Prime, which kind of hurts as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing is, I think that, you know, there's a lot of national brands. The supplement space is quite crowded and quite competitive, like not just from sure. Amazon only sellers, but from a lot of sellers that are outside. If you look at Amazon's revenue overall, you know, their revenue has gone up. A lot of people are focusing yep. more on this channel, especially national brands that are out there. They're recognizing that, you know, Amazon ch channel is probably doing much better than some of their other channels. So there's, um, you know, like in terms of, um, you know, Amazon advertising, pay-per-click, um, you know, the cost for advertising had gone up. So, um, you know, really getting out bad on some keywords, but, you know, it sounds like a lot of excuses and, you know, it is, there's a, a lot of things, but I think also our focus has been for the past few years is to, um, you know, bring our brand, uh, and build more awareness outside of Amazon, build other sales channels and go into retail. And really, um, you know, this year we focus a lot on building, a stronger operation, you know, better yeah. team, more uh, specialized people. Um, we focus a lot more on brand building. We, um, you know, focus a lot more on influencer marketing. So I think that from an operational side, we did, or from the side of brand building and some of the goals that we had set forth there, I think we crushed it. I mean, we had, you know, just a really good uh, you know, amount of progress on yeah. some of these other areas. But in terms of Amazon revenue, we're, um, you know, we're, I would say we're flat or a little bit down from last year. So we were hoping okay. to, uh, you know, grow significantly more, but, you know, completely honest. Yeah, Mario is like kind of um, <laughs> low, low to mid seven figures, right, is yeah. what you were doing. 
Now, yeah. let's just say, you know, we always say hindsight is twenty twenty, and yeah. some things are unavoidable, you know, some negative things. But if you were to think back to, to this year, out of any of the negative things or the things that maybe slowed your growth, in hindsight or in retrospect, is there something you would have done differently, like a strategy, like like you talked about the warehousing, like, um, you know, maybe maybe it was a, you know, at the beginning you guys didn't know what to do and you got out of stock, but then you thought about it in retrospect, like, oh, dang it, I wish I would have done this. But just something that you think might help somebody else, like, you know, uh, right now the limitations aren't as much or aren't as crazy as it was like, you know, last year or the beginning of this year. But who knows what could happen? You know, like we, we have Delta virus, we've got Omicron, we're, we're going to have like Gamma and all the sorority, um, you know, uh, viruses soon. You know, you never know what, what could happen. We could have inventory restrictions. A lot of the stuff that happened this year could happen again. So yeah. anything we can learn from um, some of your negatives? I, I think that would probably had one of some of the biggest impacts on our business um, well, logistically was uh, dealing with the, the issue. I mean, we have uh, two 3PLs that we actually use. So it's not that we didn't have the stock. Um, but I would say that for people that are importing products from China, all of our products are actually made in the U.S. and our manufacturers mm -hmm. are here. So it wasn't uh, too much of an issue in terms of supply chain. However, I think that there are a lot of people that bring products in and we're expecting to go directly into FBA. You know, obviously we knew that, you know, that solution doesn't necessarily work anymore. If you're going to bring in uh, more products, you need to have a solution like a 3PL or something like that, where you can store uh, products, FBA prep, and also merchant fulfill. I think that, you know, like uh, in the beginning of 2020, we were going quite aggressive on marketing. So we sent in a lot of products into Amazon. And then we had, you know, like three, four months worth of uh, turn in products. And so like that obviously messed with our utilization rate, which was never really an issue before because we could just send in as many products as we wanted into FBA. But I think that just paying attention to utilization, um, you know, that's something that is uh, an area that sellers need to focus on. Now we send in, you know, we have been for the past few months sending in less frequent shipment or more frequent shipments in less quantity utilization rate has been going really well and uh amazon you know rewards you for that i guess uh with with uh, allowing you to send in more products so we don't run into those issues as much but i will yeah. still say that they do persist because you know if we have a good sales uh you know when your product goes into amazon fba they also put in the transfer into all their other warehouses distributed across the us so that mm -hmm. takes time as well it's not just yep. when they receive it so, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, I'd just say people just pay attention to your logistics, have a backup plan. Uh, and um, that's probably the key area that I can say broadly okay. for other sellers. Now, now and Keith, um, you mentioned a, a few minutes ago, you're like, hey, your your sales were up uh, 200,000 so or 200,000, 200 percent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, two hundred thousand is like a uh, that, that's like a, a slow day for me. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but um, I was looking at the last year's uh, podcast, and you're you're saying you're about you know like seven. Your projected was about you know seven million or so. So does that mean your your projected sales this year is about like fifteen uh, million? Correct. Yeah, we're gonna surpass that goal. Wow. So so what, what's the general break? I don't need exact breakdown, but like how much of that is Amazon? How much is Shopify? Other channels? You know. So, uh, so yeah, Amazon is, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what is exactly the Shopify. So I can tell you, uh, the numbers on Shopify, uh, I didn't do any kind of marketing on Shopify from January to almost September okay. and all the sales only come in on Shopify for people who already know our brand. Right. Okay. So from September, we started working with the agency who's going to take, uh, you know, totally do 
uh, kind of really deep dive and take our store. So on Shopify last year, it was close to 300, some $70,000 this year, right now, year to date, looking at it today is, um, I would say it's about roughly 425 today. Um, looking at right now live. So by the end of December, I'm hoping to get uh, $500,000, which is half a million dollars doing just on your website. I think that is a very proud moment. If I would have done, well, well, and that's just basically from brand recognition, not not advertising, like like correct. you said. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right. So this is uh, just on Shopify, and the the best part is, you know, when you send an email to when you have a customer list over thirty thousand people, man, that each email can bring you ten thousand dollars worth of revenue, right? And you don't even mm-hmm. realize it, whether it's a Father's Day, Mother's Day, all kind of days, the holidays, the Christmas. You know, we have Black Friday sale, Cyber Monday sale, the extended sale. Then we have holiday sales starting, right? The last chance all kind of strategies you put in Shopify, like, you know, you got to understand, like, even though Shopify is no way close to that 15 million mark on Amazon, but it's half a million mark. And that comes with 30,000 plus email addresses. And yeah. That's your own customers. So what, what, what now this is what I, how I look at it. Like, this is the most important thing. Next time you launch a product, I mean, I'm, you know, you can just, Tell the customer about your product without having them pre-order on your Shopify store because, mm-hmm. you know, Amazon terms of service is changing. No, no more search find buy. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. do that anyways because I, I, I'm a biggest fan of creating a beautiful product that I want people to stand in line for, right? Like Steve Jobs does in the back. But, you know, when you send an email without any kind of URL, two-step or whatever, you just tell them about your product. It's live on Amazon. It's $100 off today. Go buy it. You get one week. You're going to get so many sales, right, just from it. It's, it's going to instantly grow your brand. You have so, so you're making the customer figure out how to find your product. So they're going to, like, enter your brand name, maybe or enter some keyword, right. like maybe, oh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Even though if they search for XYZ, you know, garlic press, that's fine. You know, I don't care if they yeah. search with the branded. Because what that does, you instantly have a sales on Amazon with finding, you don't even have to tell them, go search, find buy. So say, hey, we launched it on Amazon. Here's this, what it looks like. And that this is what the price is, what it's going to be. You have one week to buy it as part of our VIP customers. You go and buy you know what I'm going to call, you know what I call that? I call that search, find buy without search, find buy. Because you're telling them to go <laughs> yeah. search, find and buy your product, but you're not doing it the traditional quote unquote search, find buy. Correct. No like, URL, nothing. Just a photo yeah. that you can't even click on, you know? Yeah. Don't even take them to your site. Just and then maybe if they email you and say, oh, I couldn't find it, then then you, then you can just give them then, a direct yeah, link then, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, fine. But I, I'm sure people know how to search on Amazon, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and on Google, people go to, you know, people don't realize this. Like people, like Google is the search bar that's worth billions of dollars for information. Amazon has a search bar that worth billions of dollars, trillion dollar company for products, right? So people know, the one thing that people know on Amazon is how to search, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't give them link, they will search for it because they, without yep. that, they can't go browse those categories. Yep, yep. I like it. Now, one of the, you know, we're, we're going to talk about both of your guys' uh, strategies for the last, you know, 10 minutes or, or of this episode. But apart from your strategies that I'm sure, you know, helped increase your sales, would you say that when a lot of those humongous brands on Amazon this year got locked out of Amazon because of review abuse and all the other shady things they were doing, did you see any direct correlation to increasing your sales? Because some of those were your competitors, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I am so glad that no search find by and no this shady stuff I did, you know, and that's why I'm here today. And when that happened, your sales are instantly doubled because now you don't have to spend 
enough on marketing, right? That you used to, I used to compete against crazy. I, I always had to come up with different strategies on how you can present your brand differently while doing the white hat things. So you yeah. can still win it. Like that was the biggest challenge. Like how can you sell your product more and top seller in your category without doing a black hat? Think about for it for a second. There's no way you could do it unless your product is differentiated, unless your product is good, that people love it. You know, like, so that's why I had to pull overnighters here, trying to figure out what do I need to do differently so people fall in love with my product, not just buy it and be happy with it, yeah. right? And that is what's the secret sauce for my success. And now when those competitors are gone, boy, there is no one stopping it. Be, me becoming number one. I mean, it's the proudest moment of my life. You know, I've been telling everybody yeah. and I was, I'm like, look at these guys are doing complete black hat, right? They they do search, find, buy and 100% rebate only after five-star review with photo yeah. and video. I'm like, how you compete against that? There is no way, no way. Yeah. You know, and they, I mean, this is what Amazon A9 algorithm is no secret, right? It's basically a flywheel. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I was the happiest person when that happened. I mean, I, I, I would hate to see anything bad happen to anyone. Yeah. But I think they they were. If there's somebody cheating, right? You know, getting fake reviews and stuff. You you can say ah, uh, there's a little bit of part of you that's kind of happy to see them kind of get their karma, <laughs> I guess. Sometimes, right? All right, now now the last part of this episode, um, I want to go back and forth just on like some 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 thirty second tips or uh, you can never Anki can never keep anything in thirty seconds, so I might have to yeah, give him sorry. a minute uh, <laughs> a minute for him. But um, but before we get into your personal strategies, I want to start with. What's your favorite maybe elite strategy? You know, again, being Helium 10 elite members, you you, you come to the, the workshop sometimes in person. Uh, you know, we did recently. We have the monthly ones. We, we have these, you know, coaching calls with, with Kevin. And we have the one that we did today um, where it's just a roundtable with just other elite members. So what would you say, uh, we first, what's maybe one, like your most favorite thing that you learned uh, from one of these elite uh, workshops or, or webinars this year? Can you think back to one? Well, I'll, I'll just start uh, really quick with all the things that you mentioned. I think it's just the access, right, to all the other elite members in there. And so whenever we have an issue uh, or something like that I'm trying to figure out, like, I feel comfortable. I can reach out to Ankit. You know, I met Ankit through there as well. I can reach out to anybody that's in there. And all the people that have actually met through Helium 10, uh, it's very, the relationship is very valuable. I would say that, like, you know, maybe some of the, the things that, um, you know, I learned that were really valuable this year were just um, bringing some of the uh, influencer experts that uh, people came in and talked about influencer marketing. We've been doing this and we have a, actually the other business that we have is completely built off of influencer marketing that's direct to consumer. Um, but it's just nice to actually get access to uh, people coming in who are experts in that field so that you can test your strategies, learn more things and you know, even though we've been doing it for a long time, you know, there's always so much to learn and I learned something new every single time. Yep. Yeah. All right. Why don't, why don't you start us off with your, um, with your first, uh, tip of the day, just, you know, the, we special it doesn't have to be from elite or anything else, but, uh, I think, I think that some of that, that I think last, last year when, when we were doing this back and forth, that was where some of this eBay strategy came from, like the, the returned, um, and stuff. So like what, what, what's something you haven't, you didn't say last year? Yeah, I think that uh, my first tip, and it's something that we're, we're looking at as well, but I think that, you know, we really need to pay attention to the trend of uh, live selling. So live selling is, is something that's huge outside of the U.S., like in uh, China and these other markets. They have uh, people that are live selling, and it's not just the sellers that are actually live selling. I know that Amazon, Amazon 
live has, uh, you know, uh, creators on there as well. But um, over in these other markets, they're doing live selling with influencers. And that's, you know, they're showing the product. There's so many different opportunities that you can do uh, right there with uh, live selling. I do think that, you know, it, we're starting to see this trend come here. But then, um, you know, there is a big opportunity here for people to capitalize on that and put together the necessary resources to do live selling um, before it becomes too late. And then you're, you know, kind of priced out of it or you're doing something that is uh, low quality when you're trying to do it yourself when in reality you okay. uh, may need something else to do that. All right. That's a good one. All right, yeah. Let's go back to Ankit now. Like, first of all, what's like something you learned from uh, being an elite member this year? And then what's your first, uh, your first uh, strategy or tip for us? So... I missed a lot of the, uh, uh, I, I, I didn't came to the conference, but uh, the, my favorite elite strategy is, is what you mentioned about canonical URL strategy, right? Like, you know, uh, what is the new way to launch the product? Uh, you know, it's like using the canonical URL with the keywords that doesn't have a lot of search, use those and then start off that. So, and, and now you could change your canonical URL. It, mm -hmm. it is the best strategy I heard. I mean, I had no idea, right? Being an eight-figure yeah. seller, until I hear it from Bradley Sutton, I had no idea. So obviously you learn new things every day. And even one smallest thing can make your failed product turn into a gold mining again, right? Sure. So I have one product that I launched last year, which which I was very confident I was going to be successful, but obviously I'm not. So um, that is the strategy actually I'm going to apply. So canonical okay. URL is, is very, very going to be uh, next one. All right. Now, what's your what's one of your own strategies that you've uh, done in the last year? Um, and, and again, but for both you guys, the, these strategies don't have to be just about Amazon or Walmart. They could be about lifestyle. It could be about crypto, NFT. Like I don't care anything that you think a e-commerce professional would find interesting. Uh, we'll stay with you uh, first, uh, Anki. Awesome. So, couple things. Um, the two of my favorite uh, strategies of the year is number one is influencer marketing. Now, you got to somehow figure out a way how to get the top guys. I mean, not, not the medium guys. How you can convince the top guy to know that you're not just an Amazon seller, right? And for that, you, you got to come up with a, a very uh, creative ideas and, and uh, come up with that. So we have been uh, doubling down. I have trained all my team and created SOPs about how to do an influencer marketing. And now... On YouTube and uh, uh, on mainly is our YouTube. We have been many of the top influencers have, you know, purchased our product and made a videos. And not only that, but the blog site because of that, and also because of the Amazon sellers and being top, a lot of the blog site will actually reach out to you, right? They'll say, "Hey, we picked your product as a number one. Would you like to use our logo?" Right. So that is one thing. And then you and another thing that a lot of people don't know is an interesting thing is like I don't keep anything 30 seconds. So sorry about that uh, in advance. But this is very important. Now you can work with this is really good one. Uh, you can actually pay this some of the block sites as a commission. Hey, 5 percent or 7 percent. Like they would actually write about your product like top 10 best. And they also have an algorithm like Amazon flywheel effect. Right. Like they would rank the products based on what brings them the most revenue to them based on their affiliate commission, right? So that is their algorithm, the most clicked and most commission earned. However, if you somehow change that, your number said, hey, you know what? I'm going to pay you 10% commission. And now, you know, Amazon right now doesn't pay more than 3 to 5% commission. If your product is, let's say, $100 on Amazon, and if you offer them, hey, you know what? Amazon already pay you 3%, that's yours. But I'm going to pay you another 7 to 10% commission 
Now that's extra 10 bucks per unit for them on top of what Amazon. Now they're going to add that to their uh, algorithm. And now instantly your product is number one recommended product on the blogs. So if you have the product that a lot of people go and research before purchasing on Amazon or on your website or whatever, if you have build your brand that way, like this is golden nugget right there. Like we, how, how do you find these bloggers and, and stuff? Well, you have to basically go on Google and just say, let's say you're selling garlic press, right? And you say uh -huh. the best garlic press to buy in 2021 or be creative, right? Best garlic press to buy, best garlic press TikTok, best garlic press YouTube, best garlic press Amazon and figure yeah. out who writes about garlic presses. And then you reach out to the site owners who write the blogs, usually under the blogs, there are people's name and there is a way to get in contact with them. You could reach out to these people and say, hey, you know what, we're the brand owners. This is the product we have. Whatever. And you got to be creative. I'm just giving you just a general thing, right? Like sure, sure. if you present yourself, they would take you upon that and they would rank your product number one, even on the blog site. And then you only pay them commission based on the sales. So they can tell you that, hey, we, we drive 100 sales from our blog site to Amazon. This is what Amazon affiliate paid us this many units. So this is what, and you just pay them. Now that's hmm. a free advertising and you only pay them if the sale happens. You know, and a lot of and a lot of people won't even click their link, right? They will actually go and search your brand XYZ Garlic Press and buy it. So that's just a free advertising, free money yeah. that you don't even have to pay. And if you have to pay certain money, I mean you're not actually losing anything. You're already making thirty dollar profit, you're not paying ten yeah. bucks. Right. So that's just an extra strategy. Okay. Over All right. Now, now, now we, uh, Ankit just gave two. So, so we'll give you one more chance here since you only gave one the last time. Yeah. Ankit's a, just a attention hog over here, but that's, that's fine. We'll give, we, we'll, we'll give a, we a chance here. Do you, do you have another strategy uh, for us about uh, anything that would be interesting in an e-commerce uh, professional? Yeah, I think, um, you know, um, probably going back to the influencer and even on the affiliate side, I and mean, there's just a tremendous opportunity to get content that is not directly from your brand. I mean, that's obviously nothing new, but uh, one of the strategies uh, for collecting content, especially video reviews, um, rather than just asking for video reviews from you know, people that purchase your products or anything like that, um, you can use a tool similar to Video Ask um, that allows you to um, ask questions, almost like you're interviewing them uh, through a video or through a mobile phone. So you can ask them a question, you can shoot a video of yourself asking them a question, and they'll respond. And then what you can do is actually stitch all that together and then create a nice uh, video for yourself that, huh. um, you know, it's good for your brand. So imagine being able to uh, not necessarily direct people to say certain things, but, you know, you can guide the conversation so that it's uh, efficient and uh, a nice review testimonial for you. So that's something that um, you know, I think uh, people probably don't know about. So I don't know. Give that so how, how do you do that? Like, is there uh, like a service or? Yeah, so you're familiar with the company called Typeform? So, yes. So um, they also have a product called VideoAsk. So just go to VideoAsk and um, you, know, you can watch the demo from there. But you can do video surveys um, from your mobile phone. You set up the survey. You can ask the questions in a video. And then they can respond in a video and then press next. And it saves the video and moves on to the next question. So it's a good way to survey your audience. But it's also a good way to get uh, video testimonials. I like it. I like it. All right, cool. We always learn something new when you guys are on here. So uh, thank you again for coming on here. It's good. It's cool. The timing. I think last time we, we had you around October. So we were you know, Q, Q4 was just getting started, but now you guys are, are, are here in December. And so we're able to see 
kind of like a year in review. So probably the next time you guys will be on will be maybe 2023, January or something. And and let's see, uh, let's see how your guys' uh, 2022 was. Hopefully we'll be completely out of this pandemic and out of these inventory restrictions and all these other crazy things that are that are happening. But it's, it's great to see people like you. One thing that we don't have in this episode, guys, is, you know, at the end of the episode, sometimes I'll be like, hey, if people want to, you know, reach out to you, you know, how can they find you? Because a lot of these people have agencies and, and you know, courses and things, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. You know, like, I love having influencers and 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 people in the industry, but, but uh, Ankit and, and we here, they're, they're, guess what, guys? They're just uh, what we call like the average Joes. These are just uh, regular guys like uh, like you, uh, men and women out there who are who are getting started on Amazon. You know, I, I believe uh, Ankit was in the medical industry before and um, and now, you know, doing a $15 million dollars uh, and still saving uh, forty bucks on his refurbished uh, uh, <laughs> refurbished door, doorbell. So, guys, these are just regular people. This is you know we, we don't want to try and say here you get started on Amazon. Anybody, uh, everybody's going to go make uh, you know five to fifteen million dollars a year on Amazon. No, but this just shows you that you don't need special education. You don't need a, a you know some kind of prerequisite in order to crush it on Amazon like these two gentlemen ha- ha- have done here. And and now they they know each other personally. You guys haven't. Have you met in person? Did you guys meet at the Prosper show by chance? Yeah. Or that was the yeah. first time you met in person, right? Yes, first yeah. time. So, so guys, you know, like, like I, both of them mentioned it. You know, it's an, and it's not just about being in the Helium Ten Elite. There's tons of masterminds and tons of Facebook groups and stuff out there. Y- your net worth is your your network. Sometimes, so so network with other sellers. Here we got Ankit and we who have become friends for like the last two years. They've only met once, and they hit each other up and ask each other questions. Build your network, guys. With other like-minded people like you, and and you'll you'll see, uh, you know, your your hopefully your e-commerce uh, world's uh, skyrocket for you. So again, Ankit and we thank you so much, and we'll definitely be uh, reaching out in 2022 or 2023. Sounds good. Thanks, Bradley. See you, Ankit. Yes. See you guys. Thanks, Bradley.